you a spirit-filled woman looking to take your education to the next level? Hi, I'm Steve Green. As many of you know, I'm a former university professor, kind of north of 30 years of doing that. I was also dean of the College of Business at Oral Roberts University, and I can tell you how important education is. It's so important to you. It can change your life. It changed mine. And, you know, I'm leery of things that changed my life because I kind of like my life. But if you want to be educated, if you want to grow more, I highly recommend Grace College Online to you. That's Grace College Online, online online.grace.edu. They're a Christian university. They specialize in biblical values, in strengthening character, and preparing for service. I used to always teach my students that half of your success will be your competency, the other half will be your character. It's ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the best baccalaureate colleges in the Midwest. This is a degree for women who are already in ministry looking for quality training to develop their leadership skills. The degree also helps develop ministry values and skills in order to help others experience God's love through spiritual friendship and community. And even better, it's fully accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Women's Leadership Studies is 100% online. It means you don't have to do your hair. You can get up, go to your computer, and learn stuff. To request more information, go to online.grace.edu. One more time, online.grace.edu. God bless you. terms of evangelism or bringing the gospel to the workplace, rather than thinking in terms of making propositional statements like, I'm going to quote a scripture or I'm going to say something about God and my faith, it's learning to ask the right questions. special uh, devotion for you. It's going to be led by Dr. Rice Brooks. I want you to hear him. He's a great man of God. He's an author, educator, pastor, co-founder of Every Nation Churches and Ministries. And I just have so much respect for him. His doctorate degree is in missiology. Sir, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Dr. Steve. And I always believe that there's someone special that's listening to us that needs something from us. And so I'll, I'll just give you that encouragement that you've got plenty to say. So tell us about God's Not Dead too. We're all excited about it. God's Not Dead was a terrific movie. I know you wrote the book. And now we're excited to see what you're up to next. Yeah, God's Not, thank you, first of all, for being kind and having me on. And for those listening on their way to work or at work, if you're taking a break, um, you know, the God's Not Dead movies, I wrote the book God's Not Dead and basically a businessman uh, we were just talking, a friend of mine named Troy, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm writing a book called God's Not Dead. He goes, that needs to be a movie. And he introduced me to the movie company, and I described to them the challenge that uh, young people experience primarily, but I'm sure everyone of every age group does that's a believer, to their faith. You know, when people say, well, you're a Christian, there's no evidence for God, what do you say? So the movie was based on that premise, a young person, in freshman in college, 
challenged by his philosophy professor to, to prove God exists in front of the whole philosophy class. Now with God's Not Dead 2, which will be out in April, uh, I've, I've written another book called Man, Myth, Messiah, Answering History's Greatest Question, which Jesus posed, who do you say that I am? Mm. And if you answer that question, that really defines everything else uh, dependent upon that answer. So it will be featured in the movie, but it's a high school teacher who at work says something about Jesus and gets suspended and gets uh, sued. And so the issue becomes, well, if Jesus really lived, then why couldn't a history teacher mention him in history class like you would anyone else, whether it be Martin Luther King or Gandhi or, again, if Jesus was a person of history and the Gospels, in fact, did record his words, then why couldn't you quote them? So that's the basic premise of the movie. That's interesting. Um, But I get, you know, talking to people at work, I think people, no matter where you are, know that the people around you at work issues of God and religion eventually all come up. And so it's kind of like First Peter says, being ready to give a defense. Because in the old days, we used to look for, oh, how can I bring up God? How can I sneak a prayer in or maybe have a fish on my bumper sticker? What do I do? But nowadays, religion and theology and beliefs are so out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become such an issue, whether it be terrorism and that being religiously motivated or issues of separation of church and state, it doesn't take much for the conversations at work uh, to come around to some kind of uh, connected uh, tissue to religion or to faith. So So a faith-based, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just being ready is is one of the things that I think is important. So how are faith-based movies affecting us in our water cooler talk at work? What do you think is going on? Well, I think, number one, hopefully faith-based movies are, are a good segue to People may be saying, hey, you're, aren't you? I mean, they probably know you're a Christian at work by now. They've heard that or you've, they've said a, a, a story that you didn't laugh or they, they found out that there was some kind of, oh, you mentioned church or something. Very few people who are believers don't already, have not already given that away to their coworkers that they know that uh, they're, they're, they're Christian. So when a faith-based movie comes up, they may say, what did you think about that? Or, hey, I saw this movie and I didn't like it. It was kind of strange. Or, hey, I liked it. It was good. Uh, Again, just searching for ways to start the conversation. Really, if there's one thing to anyone at work in terms of evangelism or bringing the gospel to the workplace, rather than thinking in terms of making propositional statements like I'm going to quote a scripture or I'm going to say something about God and my faith, it's learning to ask the right questions. And how could you help us with that? Well, I think that just knowing that uh, we, we do a little acronym SALT, you start a conversation, you ask questions, you listen, and then you tell the story. So I'm, I'm pretty careful to ask questions before I, um, before I start just kind of making my speeches or giving the answers. Again, if you think back about our lives, we probably had questions before we really wanted answers. If you got to have right. the question first. Right. So if you're concerned about something or you're concerned about uh, uh, what's going on in the world, what, what, what's the difference in all these religions, and why does one religion seem to be, you know, against us, or is that true? Is that a, is that a stereotype to say there's any one religious group that uh, politicians are now calling out religious groups and saying, don't let them come into the country? I mean, that's... That's a big deal to have that kind of prominent uh, subject matter when it comes to religion. So, More than likely, Dr. Brooks, we've got someone listening to this podcast, maybe several people, 
that are intrigued by God's Not Dead, the movie, and came in to hear about it. What would you say to the one right now? How how could you help someone who's trying, who's seeking, actively seeking? It's not getting any good answers from anyone. Nothing that's given them any hope yet to pray that prayer and to really find God. How could you help them? I'd just say, you know, one of the motivations of God's Not Dead, the book and then the movie, the, the original movie that maybe someone saw or heard about is just that there is evidence for God. Mm-hmm. And I think people are confused because they hear skeptics on the Internet going, oh, there's no evidence. And I usually said, well, what, what would you accept as evidence? I mean, if you're looking, if you were looking for Steve Jobs when he was alive, you wouldn't have found him by breaking down an iPhone. Uh, you don't find Henry Ford buried in his That's engine. Good. Uh, so the architect of a building isn't in the walls. Uh, God's not a particle or a wave. He's the intelligent mind behind the universe. So the question is, is there evidence for intelligence in the world around us? And I think the revolutions in, in cosmology, I mean, Einstein thought the universe was always here. But in the early part of the 20th century, it was a sudden, it was, a, it was almost like uh, the universe had a beginning. And the very term Big Bang was a derogatory term coined by an atheist to say, if you say the universe began, he said, you're letting the divine foot in the door. So it was very uncomfortable to have the notion of a beginning. Or in the 1990s when now DNA, uh, Francis Collins, head of the Human Genome Project, who's a believer, opened up DNA and taught us how to read it. And what DNA is, is information. Mm -hmm. And information always points to a mind. Uh, This book I'm holding right here, this Bible, uh, physics and chemistry can tell you what the leather and the ink are composed of, but physics and chemistry can't explain what's on the page, which is information. And when you see, if you're walking down the beach and see your name written in the sand, you know that was You don't say, oh, look at what wind and erosion did. Look at what the waves did. If you look at Mount Rushmore, you don't think, look at what wind and erosion did. So evidence points to God. And then the ultimate evidence is, is that God reveals himself in history. God becomes man in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus, his appearance on the, on the planet, saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he verifies who he is. I mean, it's like somebody, I heard somebody saying, you know, just because you claim you're God doesn't make you God. Mm. Heard about a man that was secluded to the hospital because he thought he was Napoleon, the French general. And he kept telling all the psychiatrists, I'm Napoleon, I'm Napoleon. And so one of the doctors said, how do you know? He said, God told me. And the guy in the other bed raised up and said, I did not. (laughs) So just because you think you're God doesn't make you God. So Jesus's claims and his miracles could have been tricks. It could have been illusions. But the resurrection, he was crucified in history. It's an historical fact beyond the Gospels. And his resurrection verified his identity. So my quick statement would be that the evidence is not only that God exists, but he's visited us and revealed himself in Christ and verified it through the resurrection. Would you tell us a little bit about the app you wrote just to help people in conditions like this? Well, we mentioned salt. You start a conversation, ask questions, listen, and then tell the story. So we have a thing called the God Test. It's in paper form, but also an app, the God Test app, Android or iPhone, and it gives you the questions. It's not a track, but it's a basic question, do you believe in God? And it's right on the app. If people say no or yes, depending on their answer, it leads you to two separate sets of questions. Uh, It's been downloaded. I just look now at 139 countries, and it is the little things. It's multiple choice. All the little options are actually we record that so we know 
the answers to that question. So it's a research app as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a research so. app. So we've had hundreds of thousands of answers to these questions. It's going to be a good From book. around the world. So, yeah, a lot of interesting responses. But, again, this helps someone who says, okay, I want to start a conversation, but what questions can I ask people? The God Test app will help give you the questions that you can ask somebody. You know, most people say, you know, my religion's personal. It's so personal I haven't discussed it with myself yet. So I think people need to have questions asked to them to help bring that out. So anyway, hope, hopefully that helps. That'll help. So you can find the God Test app at, at either one of your stores, whatever your preferred phone method is. And I strongly recommend this app. It's really Thank powerful. Thank you, Dr. Steve. Appreciate you having you. me on. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.